<laughs> oh, I like this. Greetings and welcome back to the O2 Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Never do I take this for granted that you coming in here and kicking it with us at the O2 Lit Podcast. Um, catching vibes, being enlightened through literature. It's always lit. Mm-hmm. Man, got my got my boy Cam in a cut today. You know it. Real impromptu today. We did not plan this. I did not have it on my paper to have a guest today, but... I was in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) It was just just in the neighborhood, you know. See what my boy doing. And, you know, we always always glad to see you and always glad to have you on the O2 Lab podcast. Appreciate you for having me back, my boy. I'm proud of you, like I always tell you. Man, that means everything, for real. (sighs) Guys, if y'all don't know... I ain't even gonna get into it. Like this man Cam has inspired a lot of this O2 Lit movement. And as we get more acquainted with it and as we see what grows from it, y'all gonna see just how much. But I hope y'all ready because we have a a great topic in store today. And I say we just go ahead and jump right on in. Let's do it. Alright. So today we are talking about Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Now, if you listen to episode two, you know that um, Miss Adichie, she she writes a lot of the Biafran War. Um, and this book is no different. Um, it is a, it's a tad bit, it's a tad similar to Americana, but it has a different premise. Hmm. And this book... Um, Black Americana? I mean, Americana was black too. It was the same. Oh, oh, you know what? I don't know why I'm thinking about. You literally said Americana, and I picture uh, what's her name that was in Colombiana. Um, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, she's black too, but yeah, we won't get into that. But yeah, I pictured Colombian, so not like you get what I'm saying. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, but yes, um, she. This book. Is a story of the Biafran War, and it's told from three different perspectives of the characters of the book, um, Olana, Richard, and Ugwu. Um, now, because this book is a novel, like I said, we don't talk about the plots of, of, of books because I don't want to be a spoiler. Now, if you follow me on social media, you, you're you aware that recently I was spoiled. Um, it's not like spoiler. <laughs> Somebody I know showed me a you know a screenshot of a book and it was it was in good good faith because she wanted to know you know what it was about, but the caption somebody puts talk about it's like they was waiting on something to happen but nothing happened. Now <laughs> that I was like shit, I don't want to read it now if yeah. if I if I know that but you know I didn't I'd have been told 
Go ahead, go ahead and read it. You know, you gotta it's, see it. Gotta go ahead and see it through for yourself, because sometimes people just don't know what they be talking about. I mean, not even don't know what they be talking about. We all have our own opinions on right. things, and you know, theirs on the matter might just be pot of crap. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, kind of doesn't mean anything actually. This was I liked it personally, so <laughs> I can dig it. I yeah. can dig it. Um. So, with that being said, I am going to keep reading it. I done posted the book. So, like I said, if you've read it, I've had a couple people say that they done seen it or ah, they done read it. So, I'm probably going to have them on the podcast so that we can talk about it. books like movies, don't you? Yes, I do. And that's my problem. I be seeing that's these hard. shit. Just... That's hard. Man. That's like a, that's a, a skill, first of all, because one day... And you know, me, me and Matt have many big ideas. Big oh, yeah. Dreams. We're not scared to dream big. Because, man, oh, you, no. you, if you, like they say, if you can think it, you know, you know if you can dream it, you can achieve it. You can For it, sure. You can achieve it. Whatever they say. It's true, though. Mm-hmm. And that's like some movie director type stuff. Like, for you to be able to read a script and be like, I can picture, you know, start to finish. Like, at least it looks like this. Like, mm-hmm. need to say it. Like, like that's wrong. That's yeah. Wrong. Like that's why I, I do love novels, especially hard urban literature, really. But like novels itself, that's that's I love it because yeah. you can really see it. So with that, yeah, like I said, um, if they they didn't they didn't listen to the um podcast and they they want to get on, so we gonna do that. We might have to take a trip. We gonna we gonna do that. Um, Half of Yellow Sun though, it was it's, it was a fiction and this it was. Published back in 2006, 2006. I've been trying to, I don't know why I be wanting to say 2021. I hate when people do that. About 2006. Anything before 11, I hate when people do that. 2009? Like, somebody no. said 20, no, somebody the other day said 010, and I was like, oh, nigga, what? 2000. 010, you go, you go that far, you might as well just say 2010, 2010. Give me 2010. Like, 2010, like, bro, 010? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you going out your way to be in there. <laughs> Blue me. Blue me. Shut up. <laughs> but like I was saying, um, yes, this book it is a novel, and because it is a novel, we're not gonna talk about the plot. We're gonna actually talk about the themes that are prevalent in Half of Yellow Sun. Um, like I said, it's some really it's some really powerful topics. I be wanting to tell y'all what we're gonna talk about beforehand in the podcast, but I feel like that takes away from the journey. Don't I don't wanna give you too much cause then you're gonna click off. <laughs> 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 nah. <laughs> but for real. Um I, I wanna I wanna be able to engage in the conversation. You don't you don't greet your homie and tell him, Hey, I wanna talk about X, Y, and Z. I mean, unless it's a heart to heart sit down conversation. But this ain't that. I wanna <laughs> have a I want to have this conversation. Ease into these. Yeah, things. it's 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 not an interview. You really <laughs> gotta see it through to get this information as well. That would be real. giving them too much. For real, for real. So, with that being said, let's get in. Um, first thing is race and culture. Um, if you've been following the O Two Lit podcast thus far, you know that we've talked about race in some capacity each episode. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man, um, Americana, and now half of a yellow sun each, you know, touch on race. And uh, like I said early on, it's it's always easy to talk about certain topics and it's not so easy to talk about 
others. But this right. race, it doesn't matter how many times you talk about it. It's going to always be a different perspective of the topic itself. Um, and because we talk about half of Yellow Sun, just, just how I feel, I want to talk about how, you know, some people feel like it's no racism in Africa or they're oblivious to the fact that there is racism in Africa. It's been for a while. For a very long time. And even if you don't think it's just black and white, we can go into the caste system. But I don't want to because that's a whole nother book. <laughs> but yeah. um, but for sure, like there there is that race and prejudice in each of these cultures um, that's so prevalent. This ain't no history lesson. I'm not giving. Yeah. I'm not giving history lessons today. The thing, the thing is, like classism exists everywhere. Like, yes, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying. Like you said, you don't want to get into the caste system and things like that. But like classism is a, it's a part of racism. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, I, I guess, or maybe is it is it the other way around? Racism is a part of. I think maybe racism is actually a part of classism. That's probably a better way to look mm-hmm. at it. Because again. I'm a, we're gonna talk about cast because that's gonna be a that's that's a long way down the road. Yeah. How I how I say it, we're gonna talk about cast already. Um, you know, the crazy part about that is you could be a black billionaire, and like we said on episode one, it don't matter to some people because to them you still a black person. Yeah. And to them If you're not agreeing and doing what they want you to do, then oh yeah, it's you're back to being a nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you are about to be in the nigga. And it's it's like it's bizarre because let's just say we're in the Middle East. They all they may all look alike, but some have more money than others and they look down on others. Some are darker and higher hues than others and that colorism is prevalent. Um and like can did you say it already? That is you know, race isn't uh, just a. It's not an dis- American, yeah. yeah, restricted thing. Like it's that's a world thing. Like just because of the way colonialism happened throughout so much of the world, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, basically, and colonialism was basically a bunch of Europeans from various <laughs> various parts of Europe, yeah, uh, pillaging through several countries and just, you know imposing their will on them and making them adopt their way doing things so that's why you know what i'm saying yeah racism comes up a lot because it is a part of so much it's mm-hmm. fundamental thing especially here in america but you know sticking to the book uh just colonialism in itself like you're saying it also yes it is very alive and well in africa as mm-hmm. well but speak africa, on it africa's not no all of africa is not like the, the feed the children commercials they used to show us like there was which is very scarce nowadays. Uh, right? Yeah, you don't see no I more feed the it. children commercials. In the arms of an angel, like <laughs> no more waking up at two o'clock in the morning seeing the feed the children's commercials. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's people doing well for themselves in Africa. I think you were talking about how first of all Africa's really it's really culturally based throughout. Like so, there's so many different languages and mm-hmm. just just ways of living like over here it might look the same to us but it's very different so different and all of that you know plays into classism and, and things like that so i give you a perfect example most of y'all haven't read roots um and hell you probably haven't seen roots um when kunta kente was on that ship 
they was having a difficult time communicating because they were from different villages and different, um, you know, tongues. And mm-hmm. they weren't familiar with the next man's tongue. And they had to find a system to translate, you know, throughout that ship who know how to talk, who, who know how to communicate mm-hmm. with that so that they can actually somehow organize. But look at that difference between people on the same continent we here on the oh, US of A, we look at people crazy if they have a different accent. Right. You travel up 95 or <laughs> anywhere else, they're like, boy, where you yeah. from? <laughs> you got an accent. Like, and even, just, yeah. <laughs> even, even like people up north got that, that type of chalk accent. And, you know, we notice it, but we understand each other's what tongues. Saying, yeah. Unless. Their culture came from somewhere else. And they're speaking that native tongue here. Like we said on the last episode, this America is a big-ass melting pot. Mm -hmm. Everybody everybody came from different places. Again, word to my Native American homies. If you listen, word up to you. You don't, you ain't got to worry. You from here or closer (laughs) than most (laughs) from being here. And... That's one thing I like about accents, though. Like, I feel like that's one of the things that can't be stripped from us. Like, so much mm-hmm. has been taken from from black people, uh, you know, specifically slave descendants here in America. Mm-hmm. But like you say, like, when you hear that, uh, especially down here um, in Savannah, you know, you hear that Geechee. Yeah. You, know, you go up to Charleston, this, they accents are very, like, you can fully hear that island accent in them. Boy. Like, when you talk to certain people from Savannah. Like, Boy. a lot of people say, oh, y'all sound like New Orleans. But to me... I personally think we sound more like people from Florida than we do people from mm-hmm. New Orleans. I can but, see that. But I say all that to say, like I said, when we talk to people from Cali, Cali people sound a certain way. Like you say, people up north and, you know, in Maryland, they have a distinct accent. Go to Massachusetts. You know what I'm saying? Nigga. New York. New York and Jersey both sound up north, but they don't have the same, like, you know, little, little twang to it. So, like, I like that, though. Like I said, I just feel like that's one thing that can't be, can't be taken from you. Yeah, that southern drawl is... Something serious, you know. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but shoot, you say it way right into you know another another topic, which was colonialism in Nigerian politics. I'm gonna be be very transparent, ladies and gents. I'm I don't know much about the Nigerian politics. <laughs> I just know that you know there was a, there is a lot of oppression over on that continent. Um, I feel like this is one topic that I'm lead you to. Mm-hmm. And you do your due diligence to research on your own time. Um, I would do I would do the same, um, but I I just haven't delved that thoroughly into that type of world. When we got all type of shit going on over here too. Hey, hey, it's crazy. You heard about the Taliban over in Afghanistan? Yes, I did see that they, they overthrowing the government. Boy, they don't know how many American weapons they got. In Taliban custody, and they talk about they don't think that they're going to give it up willingly. You um, think? Yeah. You think? <laughs> don't think that was ever an option. <laughs> That's not. You <laughs> got. said they don't think they're going to give it up willingly. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't like politics, so I don't <laughs> even follow it. But I seen you know don't Twitter think. is the hub of everything. I seen the think. spokesman. At on, I guess it was CNN cuz said <laughs> that's what he said. Talk about <laughs> we don't know how many um, weapons they got, and they not about to turn it over. Basically, so yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a lot going on, and yeah, I didn't see that. that's that's weapons of mass destruction is another episode. We're not gonna talk about that right now, but yeah, Nigerian politics. You go for it. I want you go ahead and look 
look it up. I, I do know, I will say this. I've heard of a lot of corruption. Yeah. I mean, it's corruption in politics, I think, probably Period. anywhere you go. Period. That's just a part of the game, if you ask me. It but is. But it's like rampant, and it was like bad in Nigeria uh, from... Just like, you know, speaking to people that know more than me on it, I don't know enough to even try to, you know, like you said, you know, delve on a topic. So, yeah. But I know who can tell you. Start with corruption and go. <laughs> I, I know where you can learn about it in this book. <laughs> you go you go get this book. Get your audio book. Get your Kindle. Get your Barnes & Noble's gift card, whatever. Go get the book. You'll, you'll see just how corrupt and vile that Nigerian government was. And we gonna we gonna leave it at that, um, but let's segue into. I think we really talked on war and violence. I don't think we really we don't really we didn't really expound on war and violence. Me personally, I don't like war, and I think that that was from a young age. Though I was in ROTC in high school, I never had major plans of going to the, <laughs> to the military. And when I got out, people was like. Man, of all people, we thought you we thought you would go. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was cadet colonel, top top rank cadet at Groves High School, twenty eleven. Asked about me, but <laughs> um, be in all the parades, these had that pickle suit on in school. Cause <laughs> what game getting the games free? Oh, a yeah. great time. Then it used to be the uh, was it color guard, the color guard and drill team, the football games, Shoot out of town trips. Boy, Man, listen, if you got kids. <laughs> If your kids about to be in high school, listen, put them in ROTC. One, it's going to teach them a lot, and it's going to give them a lot of experience. Like, you ain't got to go to the service. Don't got to go to the service. I mean, it's a it's a cool way to get them started so that when they get to college, it'll be better. But, you know, yeah, I, I don't like them. I don't like politics. I don't like the war. I don't like none of that. I, I think war is uh, just a, a fundamental. I won't say fundamental, but it's just a, a thing that's been around. Human existence, like wars in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, we see war obviously on a world scale, and people like this is a really interesting topic. Which you know, again, that's what I like. That's one thing I like about the way you do this. Even though these the themes are from the book, but I like it because you're still not really delving into the book, so yeah. I don't have to exactly stick to that. But no spoilers. To briefly say what I was originally saying, like. We talk about like war on a minor scale, mm-hmm. and we can even keep it between black people, like the black on black crime as mm-hmm. it's been. He put a quotation yeah. mark around that. I El- want y'all to know yeah. that. <laughs> Eloquently deemed in America. Um, first of all, man, obviously, and it's been said several times. You know, you, who who do you coexist around? You know what I'm saying? That's that's who you're gonna be going at it with. Right. The people I'm doing business with, doing dirty. You know what I'm saying? So obviously you see a lot of black people going at it because that's who we live around. That's who mm-hmm. we're, you know what I'm saying, involved with. It's no different than when big big countries go to war over this, uh, whatever they tell you to go to, they're going to war over. It's usually over things like oil or some other type of natural resource that they're taking. They strong armor from somebody. That's basically what it is. They like, yeah, y'all got it, we want it, and we're going to take it. But we're going to tell our people you know, all these th- nice things they tell us when it comes to war to make the people feel safe at home. But, yeah, they go to war over a difference in opinions and resources. Same thing. In the streets. Same thing in the streets. Is it, uh, we see things totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
about these resources or we represent a different side. Granted, it shouldn't be that way, but that's what's going on. That happens with white people. That mm-hmm. happens with Asian people. That happens with Mexican people. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's, it's War is a part of business. It is. Is is a part of business. And let's take it. Let's take it on a even smaller scale for those of you who aren't street oriented. When you're going for a job, couple jobs, let's just say that, and you get offered a position, and it comes time for you to negotiate a contract, you're at war mm-hmm. with that employer <laughs> because they're offering you something. You got a different stance. I don't feel like I should be yeah. making this. Let's talk. Let's talk something else. And though it don't come to physical blows, right. there comes that mental acumen, that verbal acumen, how you can negotiate. And it all comes down to tactic. Yeah, all war ain't physical. Two, those two T words, tactic, and one word I'm waiting for you to use, territory. Hmm. Because, like you said, Oh, yeah. Countries on countries. Definitely. So yeah, territory. This yeah. shit is on my land. Yeah. What do you uh. mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, land. Like sure. I said, a job. That's them boys' territory. That's them boys' job. But you, you coming on, and you trying to make shit right, make it big, just, big make it fair. Corporations go to war. You think Pepsi and Coca Cola don't, you know, have their difference in opinions and and, and legal battles, Target and Walmart, things like that. Like that. That's just like we said, it's it's a, a byproduct, if you ask me anyway, of business. Um and it's usually until on one side trying to do shiesty business. Right. Um especially when you talk about the colonizers. So yeah, that's how I feel about war. I feel like war is inevitable. Again, I don't think all war has to get physical, but um, war happens amongst the common man. War happens amongst the rich man. War happens within. Let's Speak talk. Speak on it, brother. Let's talk. <laughs> um, when you know right from wrong and you get confronted with opportunities or what you deem blessings, you got to deal with that id, ego, Super ego. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to you gotta make the right decision within yourself. What what puts you at peace? Cause that's the end all be all of war. We want peace. Right. But however we make it, we yeah. want it. <laughs> yeah. So both sides would agree on that. So you want to talk about war, like Cam said, it's in the fabric of being of living. You're always at war with something. You want that cheesecake, but your diet say no. <laughs> Put it down. You're at war. Yeah. Spouse is going at it. Y'all ain't talking. Y'all want peace. Because y'all at war. Can't sleep at night because you running from whatever demons you ain't confronted. You at war. Mm-hmm. You on that job and they pissing you off, but you got to keep your peace because this your only income. Preaching to the choir, my brother. You at war. Preaching to the choir. So far, we talked about race and culture. War and violence. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a violent person, no. I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I believe in defending myself and protecting mine, but I'm not violent. That's it. <laughs> I've been called a gentle giant. Yeah, definitely. You definitely are. People that don't know you personally wouldn't probably know... <laughs> You, just, you know that man, that man Matt. You just can't, you just can't play with that man, man. 
can't play with this man, that's all. But brother's definitely a peaceful guy. I'm all about the peace, man. I really I really just be chilling. Ask anybody that know me. I really just be really cooling. But my patience is short. Very short. And <laughs> my tolerance is thin. And foolishness. It is it's again, I'm at war because I can't snap <laughs> on. <laughs> I can't snap on everybody like I want to because that's not right. It's frowned upon. It won't get you anywhere. It won't get me anywhere. So, you know, when it comes to violence, you know, time and place. It's the time for everything. (laughs) I I would rather us talk it out. I'm a grown ass man knocking on thirty. I'm not out here fighting. And even as a even as a child, I was I was gifted enough to. Have friends with <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I was acquainted with mostly yeah. everybody, so I really did, and I stayed out of the mix. So I never really had to, you know, have a full-on confrontation. Even though, and there could have been a couple, but you know, divine That's intervention. Life. We won't talk about. Childhood. Yeah, we won't do that. We won't talk about childhood. Next theme. <laughs> <laughs> but but nah, I say all that to say this, like, but I did have. My brothers and I did have, you know, I was in sports and stuff like that. And you, you, you had to exert that energy some type of way. And we ain't never been pussy, so. <laughs> Nevertheless. Oh, don't get it confused. Sorry for the church folks. <laughs> Parental advisory. Is it Anyway, um, next, like you said, next topic. Loyalty and betrayal. Hmm. Now, this is really why. I like the fact that she was here. And I, I've been thinking about this episode all day um, and just going over it in my head. And one thing that rings true, ladies and gents, is when you want to talk about loyalty, is exemplified in the room that we sit in. Like, yes. me and this guy sitting across from me, like, y'all, if you know, you know, but if you don't, we're going to tell you. Because we've been cool since. F- who can even remember? Like, don't don't ask me. You know those <laughs> friendships where you just don't remember meeting, but you as far back as time and memory will allow you, they just always been there. That was that. Like some real sibling type job. Like, and you want to know how I know that that's real is because my father married his parents. Yeah. So he was the guy that gave him away. So that's that's just how close me and cuz have real been. And it's like, when it comes to loyalty, I feel like loyalty is when you have the trust of somebody and, like, you don't think about nothing in return. They don't think about nothing in return. You, you, you're solid to that person with no, no return investment, you know, looked at. I know cuz just cuz I know like I I trust you with my life. I <laughs> No, for real. Yeah, for I real. know that cuz I can I can bet my life on him and that's I I I don't look for that and like him to do nothing for me in return for that. Yeah. You got something to add cuz you was <laughs> No, nah, man, I you about to make me cry. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good with but no, nah, he's talking facts, man. Like he said, like, I don't even remember meeting this man. Like, I just always say, you know, you always been like that middle brother to me in pool. Like, he, 
my brother the only other person I don't remember meeting. Like, I can pinpoint where I met anybody else in my life. <laughs> like, even the people that we grew up going to church with. Like, right. I know I met you at church. Now, obviously, I know I met you at church, but I literally remember meeting other people. At I can't remember. Mm -mm. Like, as far back as me being, like, probably four, maybe even older than that, I just remember us being cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, no. And then since we've been, you know, young kids from middle school, elementary school to... Running up my uh my grandma phone bill, <laughs> <laughs> cause we get like I was in fifth grade, cause had to be in third grade. Like we get on the phone and be chopping it up while watching my wife and kids. Yeah, full day, like we are eight and ten years old having a full conversation about our day, and then just whatever else eight and ten years was talking about. <laughs> like, but future stuff like this though, we man, we we really. People talk about uh, manifest like, bro. We we really been like talking about the lives we was gonna be living and have really done so much of that mm -hmm. for us to still be so young. So uh, man, we done been through a lot together, like a lot of really good times, a lot of really hard times together. Um, but that's what that's what like he said that loyalty. I know for a fact um, is there because you know it's just not a lot of people. I it's not a lot of people. I personally, um, just like he said, I know for a fact, man. If 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 it's something I need and they have to give, you know, I don't like being a burden on people. All right. But if I, I know, like, bro, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asked out. Yes. And thank I you need, for saying it. <laughs> and, and I need help because, again, I don't know if it's a Leo thing. Me and Cuz birthday like nine days nine apart. Nine yeah. Um, bro, I do not like being a burden. Yeah. And my mom used to get on me so bad. Hey, Shayla. Um, <laughs> That you know, I wouldn't ask her or my daddy for help about shit like, like really yeah. what chastised me because I was trying to be independent. Yeah. But I told her I like I don't I'm not trying to be a burden on y'all. But yeah. like she's like y'all you are our son. I like I get that, but I'm also I'm 18 grown. plus. Yeah, I'm a grown man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, brother, brother's been there in times where I felt like I couldn't call nobody else, um, and probably couldn't have, but he'd been there for me several times. So. Loyalty is that what was the what was the other thing? Betrayal. Betrayal, man. Mm. Betrayal. How do you feel about betrayal? While we were on the subject of me and Cam, like we chopped it up earlier. We were reminiscing, like, cause like, we was I was talking to him about the topics of the day, and I told him I was like, cause there's not like many times that we've experienced betrayal, but the only time we was on outs was because of a female. And <laughs> y'all children, but we it was still, yeah. None we, of this was eighteen plus. Yeah, no, we were children. None of this was eighteen plus, yeah. but. Still, for, but still, for but, it to be us, and it was like, no, like you say, them the only times we ever. It wasn't like no beef, beef, but it, it was like brotherly I'm, I'm competition. Mad at you. Like yeah. I'm mad at you. Like yeah. cut, why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Strong brotherly competition was in effect. I'm gonna tell y'all this one. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all this one. I feel like this one's safe for the for the airways. Me and Cuz been cruising since we were adolescents. Yes, sir. Like Carnival Cruise has been See in our. Us. It's been in our repertoire. Don't owe us nothing. Right. Since <laughs> before puberty. And 
it was one time I was like 13. I had to be about 13. You know, they got little teens clubs. So as a child, yes, you man. think yeah. you think it's everything to get off in the teen club, especially when you're younger. You're trying to get in there. Right. You know, you're thinking about saying, look at your little car, your, your little wristband. All right, so we all out. Me, Cam, what's up, Jalen? Jalen. Um, we, we was on the cruise. And they 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 two years younger than me now, so they was trying to get in. I'm 13, so they around 11. 11. And there was some females outside the little teen club. Jalen probably was older enough too, because Jalen turned. T- no, you had to be 13 to get in. This mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we was all outside just talking and shit. I out of nowhere, I don't know what happened. I just told them bros that he was 11. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was. He looked too young. When I tell you, club was mad the Bruh. whole time, like. Not the whole time, but he was blown. At least for the next couple of hours. Yeah, like, like I'm cut. trying to get my Mac on. Real life walked off. Strong <laughs> Mackin'. I'm talking about I'm almost I'm almost to the promised land. whatever that was at that point in time. The teen club. And this man here hits him with the age card. That was the ultimate that wasn't the ultimate betrayal, but at that time I was hurt. I was like, man, I don't expect that from I expect that from a few niggas, but not from you. <laughs> In the painted picture, that's as bad as it's gotten. <laughs> Pretty much. That's as bad as it's gotten. Everything else, petty differences. Yeah, nah, nothing that ever. But whereas loyalty is doing for someone and expecting nothing in return, betrayal is thinking that everybody you and that you expected them to do mm-hmm. something for or do for you as you would have did. Mm-hmm. Now... I might not have broken that down as well as I thought earlier, but we're going to take it a step further. Yes, you have to expect something to be betrayed. Yeah, for sure. If I know you a scammer and I give you my credit card and I ain't got my shit no more, you didn't betray me. Yeah. I knew I knew uh, what you were. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what you were. What's that little analogy about the snake? snake you still yeah, petted the shit? You, you knew it was a snake. Yeah. So you weren't betrayed by that snake. He did what a snake does. <laughs> oh, but if you caught in a bunny and that shit just chop your head off, like, whoa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. You didn't expect it to do that. Yeah. How could you? Like you you your best friend and I'm I'm like know, your dog. A, a better analogy would be like your dog. The dog you done raised his yeah. whole life and one day you just the dog just come and bite you. Now that's betrayal. And not a little nip either. Yeah, I'm talking. Like just get a, yeah, get a hold of, that would be some betrayal. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, I, I raised you since you were a puppy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feed you, take care of you, and you turn around and bite me. Like, mm-hmm. then, like you said, you could be like, oh, you know, because you didn't, like you said, expect that. Mm-hmm. That was the last thing I would expect from this dog because dogs are said to be, you know, so loyal, um, which they are. So, it's that, you know, type of analogy. Um, but that's facts, though. You know what I'm saying? And, like you said, for our, you know, for our friendship, our brotherhood, our bond, it's like, we don't, first of all, we don't call on each other for much all the time. All right. So it's not like a constant, like, I, need, I, I always need, I need, I need. always need. So it's like, if a nigga call you, it's because I, I really need it. And we have that understanding. Like, we the same way. So it's like, he wouldn't be hitting me up if he didn't really need it. So it's like, like we said, if I'm in a position to give it to him, I'm going to look out for him. So put a pin in that. Listen to what he just said. If he's in a position to do it. There have been many a times, or time or two, whatever, that 
you know, we may have come to each other and the other could not do. I didn't, he didn't betray me because he couldn't lend resources that he didn't have. Stop thinking that everybody <laughs> yeah. got to give you something yeah. to be loyal. Nah. I stopped myself right now. My yeah. brother. I can't, can't, can't give you something from nothing. And what do you, and to the mature person, what do you do? You respect that right. and you keep it pushing. Right. You ask, they couldn't help you. No love lost, nothing. Like If you, you would have had it, he would have. I know out. you yeah. would have. Because when they do, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, like you but, said, good point. But it's like I just see a lot of people just be down in the dumps. They feel like nobody is loyal to them, and they they just don't have nobody. First and foremost, are you loyal to yourself? Hello. It's only two people, Hello. and I'm gonna say two people and stand on it. If you don't believe in God, that's your issue, and we'll talk about that in another episode. But there are two people in this world that are supposed to be loyal to you 24 seven. That's God and you. And when I'm loyal to myself, I can trust myself. I know that, okay, I need such and such. Either I'm going to come up with this or I'm going to put this hustle in and do what I got to do to come up with this. Like, I'm going to figure out some type of plan. (laughs) And God gives you those people who can assist you along the way. I've had to learn you don't have to do it all by yourself. But stop expecting people to owe you something. Nobody owes you anything. You say when you can when you connect it to the creator, man, when you connect it to God, he will do it for you. You for follow real. the path he's giving you, it's really laid out. Yeah, you gotta do your part, but the parts that you be thinking, you know, the are the hard parts, it's like shit, I don't I don't took care of that for you, you know what I'm saying? You basically just gotta beat it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, type guy. So yeah, be loyal to yourself. Um and then I tell that I would add you need to understand who has you. Like everybody, right. I think you was. T- I think he was about to say that earlier. Maybe you did say it, but everybody, everybody that you cool with is not your close partner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got acquaintances. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you you might you might have a group of close friends, but you need to understand. Like, and we we talked about this when our uh, podcast. I, I was definitely. Getting ready. I remember that. Know your personnel. Mm-hmm. KYP. You need to know who you're dealing with, man. Like, if I know I got one homeboy that's terrible with money, and this nigga come ask me for some money, I have a decision to make before I give him this money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that this man is probably not going to give me this money back, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be very, very, or It's going to take a long time. Yeah. So... Am I in a position to possibly not get this money back soon or not get this money back at all and be fine with that? Or am I about to have to be bothering this man in a couple of weeks like, bro, where's my bread? Mm-hmm. Like, And if it's not the latter, you know what I'm saying? You probably don't need to give it to him. Now, of course, we it's times where we don't know, but I, I've learned because I got older cousins that I've had to lend money to before and they bad with money. So it's like, no, nah, they ain't giving you no more money. Like, I don't, I don't, you well, don't got me. The well is dry. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't got me, boy. You ain't gonna get me again. So you didn't know who you're dealing with. Like, um, same thing in reverse. Not saying that those same people might not be able to look out for you in your time of need, but to answer, answer that equation for yourself. It's kind of, it's kind of like little boy that cried wolf. Right. <laughs> you can't just be asking people for twenty, 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 twenty dollars, and then you mess around and have to come out. Man, I need a hundred dollars. Yeah, that too. If you don't, if you don't hit the people up a whole bunch, no, nah, for, for love by love, and nah. you come out in the blue asking for a lot, like nigga, I always no. give you bread. Like, yeah, <laughs> where? No, that's I, no. But, I but, yeah, but also know who you can go to. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? There are certain people, and not to say it might not be times where people in your life 
let you down because that happens. But like Matt said, was it a situation where they do it because they just didn't have to give, or was do you you know was there actually some malice involved? Every situation is different, mm-hmm. but to your point, I definitely see like you said, a lot of people. I think they take it to heart when somebody that's close to them don't just do something for them just off top when it's like man is that feasible for me at the moment like how you say you love me and you trying to put me in a bind without even considering right like you know that ain't you gonna love me you just think about yourself so i ask y'all this if you find yourself in that situation think and ask yourself like what what war what battle did i lose within myself that i feel betrayed by somebody else like how did I fuck up to that I'm at this point where I gotta ask you and then now I'm butthurt because now you can't help me like nah you right what led you to (laughs) if you listen to the podcast today we recording this that's crazy August 17th Um, August 17th and today episode 17 drop of the podcast that is crazy that's crazy um and that episode talked about accountability. Mm-hmm. And that ties into this. Like, you got to be accountable for yourself. Like, right. when you when you go into war, like, I'm, I'm sure them, them generals and such got to be accountable to the president. Like, why are we doing this? Like, right. what's, what's, what's the purpose of this? <laughs> and if it's, not, if it's not feasible, shut it down. We're not doing it. But if you're doing really reckless stuff, you can't be surprised that you're going to... Be in a crazy situation, right? How did you? How did you get here, man? Like you play a part in everything that happens to you. There's, you know, yeah, yeah. We're black. Most most of you that are listening to this are probably black. So, mm-hmm. sure, a great deal of what happens to us is circumstantial and systemic. Yes, I won't take away from that. However, you have different opportunities different ways mm-hmm. these days some people opportunities are limited so i'm not going you know i'm not oblivious to the fact that everybody's opportunities still are not the same mm-hmm. um but i say that to say you still are in control and you still have you know the control of your destiny of where you end up at so gotta you know be responsible and accountable and think those two are they go hand in hand uh you know what i'm saying a responsible person is accountable i would say right um, you know what i'm saying for their actions so and those those I think are traits of, of maturity. Yeah, maturity of, of uh people that will end up doing well for themselves because you hold yourself to a certain regard so you won't you, you won't end up in certain situations. You and that's not just like from a, a crime standpoint, but a business standpoint, a relationship standpoint, uh, you know, just different places you would go in life, you know. So I think those things definitely fare you well on this side. <laughs> For real, because I, I I was listening to this episode earlier on the podcast, and it was just like, I love how they talked about, you know, people don't, on the outside, people don't like to show their accountability until they in a messed up situation, mm-hmm. and more specifically, like a legal situation. Like, you, you thinking that just because you drove, you ain't going to get the same charge. Like, nah, you, if not a lesser charge, you're going to get some type of consequence for being... In this group of people who just robbed this stuff. No, you didn't pull a trigger that killed three people, but you still helped them get away or you was an accomplice to get some type of compensation for it. You got to have that accountability, bro. Like you, you can't go through life saying it was not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. 
girls be ha- helping dudes set niggas up and sometimes I'm sometimes they might really not even know they're being used but a lot of times they do know but then when they get in them back rooms like you say oh uh you know when the folks tell them oh yeah you wait what I'm going to jail for yeah you uh you were part of this no he I just didn't I just talked to him about such and such. Yeah, no, you lured him there. <laughs> then you he, yeah. have his attention and you were talking to him and yeah. like you said, lured As him. As a result of that, he was murdered. Yeah, no, you are accountable for what happened to this man. Because if, if that wouldn't have happened, then he would not be dead. <laughs> so, yeah, watch a lot of First 48 people. <laughs> One thing about me is that there's time for everything and sometimes I love to shake the table. And this is one of those times. Um, accountability. I do. I back up everything Cam said that, you know, some things are systemic and held against you um, by shit. That's beyond your control. However, yeah. however, if you had an inkling of knowledge, of resources to make your life better and you chose not to, that's on you. I've been I've been in college classrooms at a, as an eighteen year old with forty six years old people, grandparents trying to get a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no excuse for us, and I can't I can't sit on this podcast and say it's all right for the bare minimum. Hell nah. If you ain't if you feel like school ain't for you, cool. Go work. Find a trade, yeah. stack your money, and be smart about your money, and put yourself in a position where you can create generational wealth. Yeah. You can start at a job, but learn about, you know, ways to flip your money and and do that. How to make the money work for you? Facebook memories told me that I was quoting Rashad Span um, from ATL, <laughs> not 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 um Rashad Swan. I'm about to say that Swan. I don't know why Span on my mind. Foes up. What's up, Span? Hey, that I felt that in my spirit because he like really I just like he like he's nothing to do with this accountability um thing, but that was my dog too, and yeah. I was just thinking about That's him earlier. Um, but nah, Rashad Swan, um, <laughs> off of off of ATL, talk about um you ain't gotta be a dope boy to have money like you that we like these urban films, but they they really be giving gems like that. Like you don't have to. This man shot was in high school it was a cleaning with, service with bands. Yeah, and, like. Come on, man. There's so shout out to Eric. Shout out to all the entrepreneurs one time. Even if you were on a nine to five and you got aspiring dreams, you're doing what you love to do. Yeah. Like I, I salute all y'all because all us because we're we're doing and cultivating something beyond someone else's dreams. For yourself, yeah. You feel me? And um, you know, I I really feel like if you put your heart into something, then you will coming to fruition. Shout out to Tabitha Brown. Talk about four years ago, she was driving Uber, but now she t- like taking people to their private jets, but now she in her own private jet. Come on, man. Come on. You can't yeah. tell you can't tell me that you cannot accomplish your dreams out here. If it you not happen in a time you thought it was gonna happen, but you gotta stick with it. This is why I love podcasts, cause I'm I'm Chronos and Kairos time. If you don't know about Chronos and Kairos, Chronos is the shit you see on the clock. That's the <laughs> that's the twelve um, numbers going around the clock. The time they gave us. But Kairos is that divine timing that yeah. the universe has allowed aligned for you to access your opportunities. Mm-hmm. 
And you have to be accountable with that because how many opportunities to pass you by you yeah. weren't ready? Hey yourself. Yep. Gotta be working in the dark. I like to always say. Um, what they used to say, opportunity only knocks once, but that mm-hmm. is a lie. Opportunity knocks several times in life. One of the things about us, like Matt just said, uh, we fail to prepare in our downtime or we think a lot of the stuff we going through is meant to like just tear us down, which it is a part of tearing you down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that does have to happen. You know what I'm saying? For your maturation. I think a lot of people a lot of people hate that. They say, uh, well, I won't even get into that. They, yeah, because that's, that's some spiritual stuff. But anyway, it is it's preparing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you really go, if you look at it from more of a, okay, what am I supposed to get from this? And less of a, why is this happening to me all the time type of thing? Then like you said, when those moments where you really the moments that you've been waiting for, like the moment you're meant to get right. that exposure or, you know, level up, right. you'll be ready. You'll be prepared because, you know what I'm saying, you just will have the reps, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? You would have done put them in. Yeah. It's Muhammad Ali didn't start training in the ring on his first fight. Mm-hmm. Ah, these books, man, because there's, I read, what was it? Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. Not gonna talk much on it, but it talks about the what's it the hundred thousand hour rule, ten thousand hours or something like that. Yeah, something along those lines, and it says that until you reach that, you're not gonna perfect your craft. Uh, uh, I is it ten thousand hours? I'm not gonna fact check it because we're gonna talk about the books. (laughs) Um, But if you don't like eight hours on your job, think about that compared to a comment that. Like, you have to constantly be working in your craft to make sure that, um, shit, you put that on? I probably did. (sighs) Sorry. My bad. So sorry. Hey, April. I got a little bit of tire in the morning. Okay. Gonna have to edit this part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Back to what we were saying. <laughs> um. Go ahead, brother. What were we saying? <laughs> Chronos, Kairos, time yeah. alignment. Oh, preparing. Being prepared for those moments when they meet. Yeah. Life definitely. Opportunity. Def- opportunity definitely knocks more than once in life. You just gotta. Make sure you, man, constantly preparing. I'm, you know, I'm not saying overwork yourself, but doing whatever it is for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Making sure you're sharpening those tools in your meantime. So when, when you're on the big stage, you're ready. That's for sure. To it. For sure. Now, because of how organic conversations happen, we veered way <laughs> off topic. <laughs> but that's just that's just genuine combo. Like we. That's why I love having you here, bro, because it's always a good conversation. Um, talk about loyalty and betrayal. Um, and we're going we gonna to segue into love. Um, loyalty, that, that's, that's where most loyalty and betrayal gets misconstrued. Um, I said last episode, know yourself. Know your identity. If you, if you out here in the streets... You can't be, you can't, well, I'm going to flip that. If you want to be with one person in a monogamous relationship, you can't be 
betrayed, you know, by somebody who tell you they're not looking for no relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> they I told you from the jump. They told you what it was, and you didn't want to listen. You didn't listen. But, you know, you <sighs> love is so complex because really and truly... It's not just romantic love. Like, it's it's any type of love. But I really want to get on that romantic love. <laughs> I'm still I'm still learning to to gain an understanding for what love is exactly. Um because like for me, it's like I don't fully I don't think I know what love is in a romantic sense. I don't think I know. Like I know it is to really care about somebody. I don't think I know what love is. Well, we're going to, and a lot of people may not like this, but we're going we gonna to say it like this. You, sir, have coined the phrase that there's no the one, just the one right now. Yes. Um, I do believe that. The only reason I will concur, and not so much as saying that my wife ain't the one or nothing like that, because I love my wife, um, but we are spiritual beings, and our spirits align with many other people. And a lot of people may have a lot of characteristics that you like. And right. if you spend enough time with anybody, you're going to um, develop feelings for that person. And you you can f- mess around in what we call, quote unquote, fall in love. Um, if you listened to me last episode, you heard me say love isn't a feeling. Love is an action. Love mm-hmm. is you actively choosing someone and and doing for them again with nothing expecting in return right love i feel i really feel like love does equate to loyalty because if you love me you're not gonna do no shit to hurt me right not intentionally not intentionally but even in that regard like i will know that it's not intentional but if it's something that's really gonna i mean it it depends again like i always say it's it's circumstantial it depends on what it was that was done but if it's something I can tell, you know, for instance, you broke something in the house that you didn't know I, you know, really cared about. Really cared about. Mm-hmm. Really, okay, I guess love. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be blown, but I'm, you know, like oh, this. <laughs> I'm gonna be hurt, but I'm not. You know, it's like, uh, she didn't know, or maybe she did, but she didn't mean to do it, or maybe she did. It's like, <laughs> no, but yeah, for real. You know, what I'm saying that type of thing, like where it's like, you know, uh, I'll get over it. But, but then flip the coin. She do some shit to get you jammed up in some wild shit like yeah, robbery. Now that's yeah, that's different. Obviously, robbery, um, you don't, fraud, you don't something. love you don't love me at mm-hmm. all. You you hate me. Mm-hmm. You despise my being. You, hate and me you felt you, you felt so that? compelled to ruin my life. Yeah, that's not love. Love is love is actively. I'm not gonna step out on my wife because I know that. I love her, and I want to be loyal to, and ooh, wanna want to want yeah. to. You actually want to. So, so you, I'm glad you just said that. Yeah, you actually want to be. You actually want. It's a desire. Because here's my confliction with that. So, like you just said, I and I've used this analogy before. Every morning I wake up, I go to work. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't have enough money. I haven't made enough money yet to be like, forget these people's job. Mm-hmm. So I have to get up and go to work. Um, now, I would love to stay in my bed. Um, you know what I'm saying? All day. Or not all day, but for longer than what I have to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, chill at the crib, do whatever I'm going to do. I would love to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, ta- I'm speaking against the whole, like, my confliction with love and caring and not really being able to discern... Like, 
the two, I guess. So, but so me saying that what I about waking up and how I would love to yeah not have to go to work, but because again certain say circumstances I have to, and because I care now because I don't have to per se I could be like you know what forget it I'm not going to work, forget these bills I'm not going to pay this car note I'm not going to pay this rent I'm not going to pay this insurance I'm not going to pay any of these other things I have to take care of whatever, but I care about having these things you know what I'm saying I care about being able to take care of myself. So, I do the things I care, you know what I'm saying, more than the th or do things I have to because I care about, you know, more than the things I love, if that makes sense. You care about your possessions, right? Yes. Do you love your liberty of having to be able to exercise those possessions, drive your car up the road, be able to have your laptop, do what you like to do, you know? Oh. Yeah. So, you're going to do what you have to do to maintain what you love. Hmm. It's an action. You have to, you got to go to work if you want to have that money to do what you want to do. So, in a relationship standpoint. You got to wake up every like day and want gonna, to. You're the, I'm going to do these things. This person, you know, saying all this caring and all of that, you know, won't even break down the mm -hmm. laundry, caring as a whole because laundry list of things. Yes, yes that's <laughs> but I'm gonna do these things like you said because I love them. So I'm showing you I care about you because I love you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You're not gonna drop your baby if you love them. Like, <laughs> like you're not gonna like really just drop your baby like really, really if you love them. Yeah. Because here's here's again, it's and I'm talking I'm talking about on purpose. Like like you're not gonna purposefully All just babies are gonna have to take a fall at some point. Yeah. Baby, <laughs> babies take nah listen. Couch or the bed, it's gonna happen. Right. Babies are gonna take a tumble. That's that's more common than not. But you're not going to if you love your child, you're not gonna actually stand at the top of the stairs oh, yeah, and just yeah, throw yeah, them yeah, off. For sure. For sure. Unless there is a Severe psychiatric illness going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you care about you. You love your child, so you're going to take care of them. And again, love is not just so always romantic. Love is something that is not just like because you got to like something to love it. Um, got to. I like because that would be a contradiction. You don't have to like something to love it. Mm -mm. Because if you not like all the time, but overall, I need to. Yeah. I like your happiness. I mean, I like the person you're with, but I like the fact that you're happy. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that so sense. it would be a contradiction because I just said on the episode, like, you don't have to like people, but love them as the being that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, humanity. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, sure. but I got to like the fact that, you know, there's this essence of humanity and everybody's different. To be able to love it, I got to be able to like that aspect. And because I love that, I'm not going to just go around tearing people down. Right. I'm going to take try to take care of humanity. Right. To show that I actually give a fuck. Right. I at least care about everybody's well-being overall. Now, if you doing some outlandish stuff, I hope my conversation just kind of comes off a little better. But, you know, I'm not going to just tear you down. Right. And love is that. You know, you 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 take care of what it is that you love. So Indeed. The, yeah. yeah. That's true. So... Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. We talked about colonialism and Nigerian politics. You go out and you research that yourself. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, loyalty and betrayal. Stop expecting. Go ahead. Well, before we left love, I wanted to say, because you, like you said, I coined the whole... Uh, people, there's no... There's no the one. There's like the one right now. Like When yeah. I say that, like... Because that can be taken a few ways. Like, I'm not saying... Like... Okay. That person not meant for you? Yeah. Because, you know, of course I do believe everything that happens, you know, happens for, for a reason. reason. happened the way it was supposed to. So, but... I, I be looking at it on some stuff like... You might have been madly in love... And I'm not talking about you. You know, just anybody listening to this. You might have been madly in love with... Somebody you was with when you was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And... I don't know. That person could have... Move across the world, across the country, or something, you know, for whatever reason, y'all didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? If if you could have been with that person at the point of which you were ready to build a life and get married, then I'd be, I'd be on some stuff. Like, I feel like that's who, you know what I'm saying, you would, but things don't work out that way. So the person that you end up being with is the person that you're with at that time, you know what I'm saying? When you are at that stage in life, that's what I mean by that. Uh, but yeah, so and you know, you know, everybody's different, but I do believe that to be true uh, for a lot of people. Nah, I'm definitely glad you touched on that because some people probably would have came in my my messages like, "What you mean, ain't no the one?" Yeah, no, nah. no, there's somebody for my daddy says somebody for everybody. There is, I some, guess. <laughs> there is somebody for everyone, um, but that goes into the want factor. Yeah. Do you want to right. to settle down with somebody right. that aligns with what you got going on? Right. Um, when I was in high school, I used to um, get that analogy all the time. Like, you know how you got your phone, go to your map app, and you got a little blue ping, and that's wherever you are in the world? Well, how about you zoom out, and you look at all of the land that's around you, and yeah. you put that in perspective. Why is you tripping on one person when there's all of this world for you to explore? Yeah. Now, here's the kicker. You're going to see all of it. You're right. going to see a portion and still going to meet a whole bunch more people. And that's what I was about to say. You're going to be on that you're going to be on that that journey forever if you're trying to go yeah. through the whole world to find somebody. Yeah. But you, that's real. Yeah, you're going to have to want to say, "Okay. Who and you leave it to do, however you want to do it. Ancest oh, not ancestry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Christian Mingo, E Harmony. If you want to leave it to divine intervention, you have to one want to to want that type of relationship and be able to like you said and like I said last episode you got to practice how you play man attract True. be what you want to attract you can't be out True. here um trying to pull seven figure G looking like who shot John <laughs> like it's not going to work you got to you got to put yeah. some for some type of effort <laughs> please you don't get an A for effort. You gotta try. Fix yourself up here and there. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, like we can you definitely there's definitely somebody for everyone. Yeah. And here's the here's the crazy part. Nobody's perfect. Nope. Nobody's perfect. Somebody you, will love your flaws though. You're gonna have somebody's gonna Will accept them in there. They might not love them, but they will accept you flaws right. and all. Right. Right. And just so I, for the sake of brevity, go back and listen to I, um, episode two for identity. You gotta know, you gotta know yourself, right? But we can go ahead and wrap it up. We can go ahead and wrap it up, this man. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to 
Pest control. <laughs> Hey, I do not got pests in here. It's a fly that got in here. This nigga trying to kill a fly. Hey, Jadon, don't, if, don't, if you listen to this, you know how we get down. Don't paint that image that is excess pests. Everybody has a cage of a gnat. Yeah, it's a gnat, ladies and gents. But anyway, <laughs> we, as always, we want to we wanna thank you for tuning in with us at the O2Lit Podcast. Brother Cameron. Hey man, as always, you for having me, my brother. As always, another great, great podcast with you. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gents, I hope y'all got something from it. I surely did. Um, great, great gems. So, until next time, stay lit. <laughs> <laughs>